climbers. Eating a greasy cheeseburger once a month doesn't make you fat. Eating a salad once a month doesn't make you skinny. And sitting down to write once a month doesn't make you a pro songwriter. So today we're going to talk about... Ouch. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about diet and exercise. Your songwriting diet and exercise. Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You don't need to ask for anybody's permission to get an audience and create cash flow. And you don't need to ask for anybody's permission to be a writer and to be creating and getting your art in front of the people that can advance your career as a writer. But what you are going to need is some leverage, some proof that what you're doing is valuable to the industry and valuable in the marketplace. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. See what we did there? That's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. He is a hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. He's had a couple of number ones in gospel in the last couple of years and got a couple of cuts just happening this week. I mean, the uh-huh. man is on in fuego. <laughs> and what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then on a regular basis, he, he the, the final step of that, when you become competitive and you become professional, is to get relationships to monetize that and to exploit those titles. And that's what Brent does here. And uh, you can find him very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny's smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your... And just by the way, I wrote that last part about him being smart. He didn't write that in his own intro, just for the record. <laughs> anyway, if you're an artist looking what to increase... Think that? <laughs> I don't know, just, just in case. Just... Throwing that out there. Anyway, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Yeah, he wrote that part, but I agree. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S. There is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. House things. Things are good. Things are good. Yeah, excited. Got a couple, a uh, couple country cuts, a couple Canadian country cuts uh, in this within the past week of recording this, which is fun. Just got a new demo in this morning. So got some, got that new demo buzz happening in my bones. Can't wait to get that sucker into circulation and let people say no. Um, <laughs> Let's get the nose started. <laughs> uh, you know, let and, the no uh, begin. Let the knowing begin. Yes. Yes. So. Um, yeah, Let the no it. machine so, commence. <laughs> fire up the no machine. Go. <laughs> that's right. But it's not how many say no, it's how many say yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm doing well. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good. I'm good, man. It's, um, it's a nice day. It's been a nice week. It's in the 70s. So It is about, about time. time. Hell yeah. What are we going to learn today? Diet? Man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've looked in the mirror lately, and I'm not loving it. I'm not loving it. And I'm not loving that some of my shirts and pants aren't exactly in the rotation anymore. Mm. And so that's kind of got me thinking about diet and exercise. 
and which has also got me thinking about there are similarities between like physical health and your songwriting health. So I'm going to like preach to myself today. And when I look back <laughs> so to this it, is for you. This is for me. It is for the uh, climbers. <laughs> but it, it came from a personal place, a growing personal place. And uh, I thought, hey, let's just turn my pain into profit here. So let's uh, into hopefully the climbers profit. And so we're going to talk about songwriters, diet and exercise. I love it. Well, before we do that, let's take care of a little business. Join the climb community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. And this is a thriving group of listeners of this podcast who are hooking up on co-writes, getting questions answered about marketing and music promotion. It's, it's, it's singers, songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians like you cool hang. Listen, this is where the movers and the shakers and the beautiful people hang out and you need to be there too, right? Mm-hmm. You got to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. It's a big support thing, man. It's, it's um, you know, we want to hear about your wins. We want to hear about your latest song, your latest gig, all that. We've got a place to put it. Just pay attention for five seconds and you'll know it ain't supposed to be on the feed. And mm-hmm. uh, if you put it in as a comment on the post, then you're going to get lots of uh, high fives and hell yeahs and attaboys and girls and um, and and it, it's good, man. Just just uh, wield the tool the right way. <laughs> That's right. We That's got any right. wins? Yeah, we sure do. We always have some wins in the climb community. And I'm happy that. to share them here. So here's a few from the New Heights post that we do each week when I'm on my game. And it's where we encourage you to share your wins. Big or small, we love them all. We're all on journeys. We're all, some people are just leaving base camp. Some people are approaching the summit, but it's all the same mountain and we're all pulling for each other. So today we have one from Patrick Adams. He says, uh, this week, my high point involves my different teams of collaborators. I sent off six songs for NSAI evaluation and received all feedback uh, reviews pretty quickly this time. Three of the six were recognized as ones to watch. So that's kind of like the cream of the crop over there at NSAI. This tells me that I'm on some great teams with amazing co-writers. Also, I had a song sent to a label with some feedback of serious consideration with their artists. So let's just say it's been a good day. So a giant shout out to all of my collaborators, especially Karen Fraden, Chris Tiscarino, Brad Hacker, Sunday Joe Graham, Brent Baxter, Steve Lombardo, and Michael McFarland. They're aces. You can't beat them. Bless to share uh, and be on this journey big things are afoot around here. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. And nice. so you get people like Brad and Patrick having a conversation below that and Michael McFarlane going great work, man, people encouraging each other. So, um, that's some good stuff. So Terry Birch, you know, shouting in on that, giving Patrick Adams ups. So you could love to see it. Some conversations, some relationship building going on in here. And these folks are all, everyone he listed up, you know, are climbers. And so love it's, it. it's that community and they're, they're getting some response. So, um, love that. We I also love have, it, love it. yeah, we also have Will and Darlene Gunnell says, uh, I've been reaching out to potential co-writers, making connections for cuts this year. I've increased my small network by five great stuff in the works. The more the merrier and the merrier I'd be honored to make connections and actually leaves his, uh, you know, his handle here so people can find him, listen to some of his stuff. And Katie Power says, I was recently nominated for most likely to write your new favorite song at the Yeppies. That is the Yep Nashville Awards. A Yep, I believe, stands for Young Entertainment Professionals. So, yes. yeah, when is some stuff. And you know what else? Katie. Like, I'm going to tell you Good how job. Katie's extra cool. Mm-hmm. She's Daredevil intern. You know, I didn't recognize her name. I was like, oh, she's new. This is fun. And so, well, awesome, yep. Katie. Thank you for putting in the work. Yeah, her and uh, 
and Maddie are like, man, they're doing some really cool stuff, man. Like uh, content stuff. So oh, awesome. we're actually going to do this whole kind of content series for daredevil <clears throat> based on stuff like they learned mm-hmm. working at daredevil. You know what nice. I mean? Like yeah. the, like the epiphanies that they had, cause her and Maddie, both artists, mm-hmm. I just went to them. I'm like, I, you know, I just want you to go consume this content, right? How mm-hmm. cool is that for like an internship? I'm not scratching my own back, but I'm just like, look, just yeah, watch this, listen to this, read this and, and tell me if anything resonates. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Are you learning anything? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then let's get you on camera saying that. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're into it, man. It's just really fun That's to awesome. watch watch them get into it and sort of just like change the way that they're thinking. You, you, you know what I mean? Coming out, starting to formulate plans and strategies, and kind of getting excited to to uh, push out their own material. So I think they're both uh, super sharp. That's awesome. That's awesome. So all y'all, yeah. congrats and keep on climbing. There we go. All yep. right. So uh, listen, follow or subscribe to the podcast, depending on what platform you're on. Leave a rating and review on iTunes and tell a friend about it. Like if this mm-hmm. is, if you're listening to this, it, it's not because we're beautiful or because you've got nothing else to do. It's because you're getting something out of it. Tell somebody else about it. That's the best way you can pay tribute to Brent and I is by getting somebody else to come on board and say, man, this is the killer podcast. You you want to be as cool as Ashley Gorley when he tells people <laughs> they should be listening to our podcast. I'm surprised it's taking me that long to mention that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was nice. Yeah, when when Johnny's out and uh, climb, he, he meets a, a new climber, you know, new to, new to Johnny, and he's like, yeah, Ashley Gorley turned me on to it. Then you're like, I'm going to text Brent about that immediately. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know him, but he's he's a long time climber. He's been like four years. That's awesome. So he's like, yeah, Ashley. When I first moved to town, Ashley, because he grew up with Ashley, I guess, and he's like, and he, he just came over and was like, super cool, introduced himself, which I love. I, mean, oh, yeah. I love it when they do that. And he's like, dude, you're Johnny, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, man, like, uh, yeah, blah blah. I've, I did this and and uh, went into the military, like right out of high school. Ashley came down here, and then I came down, and he's got a pub deal now. I mean, he's he's yeah. a mover and a shaker, and he's like, when I first got to town, Ashley was like, "Here's a bunch of podcasts you got to listen to," and one of them was the climb. Well, I guess we can take full credit for everything that's happened to both Ashley and this other climber in the in the previous four years. Then, so I there think, we go. That's I like think so. number one. So there we go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we go. <laughs> Well, I think, um, well, I mean, so in that, right. So first of all, that just makes my night, right? Like when a climber comes up and it's like, man, I just love what you do. It's super mm-hmm. cool and blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> but then he's like, and actually cool. At least my friend, he's the one who turned me on to it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Back up again to that other part. All right. So be super like actually cool. Gorley. Tell your friends about the climb. That's right. All right. So what are we going to learn? Today? All right. All right. So, um, Again, we're talking about the songwriter's diet, and we'll get into some exercise too. But it, you know, it's not what you do once in a while that defines what you are. Now, serial killers not not included in this, right? So it's not what you do just once in a while that defines who you are. It's what you repeatedly do that defines what you are. Like Olympic athletes, right? So we just came out of the the Olympics. Uh, they don't just train every now and then. 
Their training is a habit. It's a discipline. It's a daily part of their lifestyle. And I'm thinking about that word lifestyle, right? That's a big word. Like, what is the style of your life? How are you living out the pursuit of your dreams? Are you living out the pursuit of your dreams? Right. So just thinking about that, you know, going back to our cold open there, eating a greasy cheeseburger once a month doesn't make you fat. Just like eating a salad once a month doesn't make you skinny. It's that's that right. habit. It's the power of habit. Like Charles, I think Duhigg would say, it's it's what we repeatedly do. Uh, I actually just saw a quote from the one, I think it was the One Thing book. Uh, I just saw it online on one of the Instagram things. Uh, it's Oh, Hanlon's book? No, 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 no. Um, the One Thing, which is, um, I can't remember the guy's name. No, I think I just said it, but Charles Duhigg, Power of Habit. But or the one thing I can't remember who wrote that one, but anyway, it it was on um, it was on Instagram, and it's basically like it's not, um, it's like it's not your choices or whatever that determine your future. It's your it's your habits that do. Your choices determine your habits, and your habits determine your future. Kind of right. thing, you know, like just the power of habit. The, the habits are what you know will tell you what your future is, and so habits are important. So. I'm just thinking about that. And now I just want to be clear. I'm not saying you should be writing as much as a lot of the pros do. Cause realistically, most of us can't write from nine to five Monday through Friday or even three right. or four nights a week. You know, several of you have jobs, you have families. I get that. Heck I live that. I mean, like just full disclosure, I have to balance the needs of family. Hello, five kids and a wife. I have to balance, you know, songwriting pro balance the climb. This is a, it's a beautiful Thursday prime co-writing time in the middle of the day, but we're recording climb right now. You know, Mm -hmm. so this is, I'm not writing right now. I'm not writing as many songs as I did back in 2005 when I signed my first publishing deal and was single and wrote over a hundred songs that year. That was a lot of fun. Season I'm in now is good too, but I'm just in a different season of life. I'm not able to write as much as I'd like to at times. So this isn't just a guilt trip of going, you have to write all the time. Just like you don't exercise all the time and you aren't constantly nibbling on lettuce to get skinny, right? right? So maybe you have a full-time job or kids with special needs or both. You know, uh, This isn't about laying a guilt trip on you. But the thing is, is your lifestyle saying the same thing as your mouth? If your mouth or your social media says that you want to be a pro songwriter, but your lifestyle says you want to watch TV on the couch 28 out of 30 nights a month, there's a problem. There's a disconnect. That disconnect is going to keep you from connecting to your dreams. You know, mm-hmm. or you, I've heard it said that if you really want to know what's important to someone, you don't listen to what they say. Watch you look at their do. calendar and you look at their checkbook. Oh, and yeah, that will yeah. tell you what's money really on. important to people. Mm-hmm. Where do they spend their time? Where do they spend their money? You know, and look at your calendar, look at your checkbook, and it'll show you what's really important to you. You know, not that you have to spend a lot of money to to write songs, but it is showing you, boy, am I making but trick time for you do time? You it know? costs time, and so okay, so I got to be the heavy, right? I'm gonna be the yep. heavy. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have enough time to write because I got a full time job. Mm-hmm. Here's my answer, Paul DeMarco. I don't have a lot of time <laughs> yeah. to write because I got a family. Here's my answer, Paul DeMarco. Yeah, I got a long commute to my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so therefore that takes away from my writing time. Paul DeMarco. He listens to the climb on his commute. Yeah. He's got a long commute, full-time job, got a family. He's got all that. And yet, how many freaking 
like four hundred songs. Man, yeah. Why? Because he he want he's 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 a professional songwriter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's it, it, like it, a pro. Yeah, and and um, and you, I think I don't know. I think people don't do that because they're deep down maybe they're afraid of rejection or something like that. You know. Yeah, I think there are many things, and Stephen Pressfield has a lot to say about that in his book, The War of Art, about the resistance, which I definitely recommend to everybody listening. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I have no skin in that game other than I want you to win, and I think that book can help you win. Um, And it's an easy read, too, but it will kick your butt. It's easy. (laughs) The words are easy. The meaning behind the words will will make – yeah, it'll punch you in the face. but yeah, are you are you following through? You know, it's easy to post. Hey, I'm a songwriter. You know, wrote a song last month or whatever, and you're not actually doing it. Um, so if you say you want to lose twenty pounds, which yeah, that sounds about right for me. I'd like to lose about twenty. But anyway, yeah. if you say you want to lose twenty pounds, but your diet, which is how you eat on a regular basis, is full of pizza, cokes, or soft drinks, or pop, potato chips, and the, only the occasional salad, you're never going to lose that weight. Right. Oh, I had a salad once this month, but everything else has been pizza and I'm, I'm eating like it's Christmas and Thanksgiving every day. You're not going to lose that weight. Right. It's what you do repeatedly. Likewise, if you say you want to be a pro or a great songwriter, even if you don't have professional aspirations, but you just want to be great at it. But your diet consists of mostly not writing or lazy writing with only occasional serious writing. You're not going to turn pro. You're not going to get great. You don't. You're not putting in the time that it requires. It, man, in America, uh, I'd say we're overly blessed. <laughs> you know, our cup mm-hmm. and our uh, our bellies runneth over. That it's society is basically geared for you to gain weight and not be healthy, right? Because the food is super sugary, high calorie. It's super tasty, and we it, we're always putting it in your face. It's readily available for most people. And most of our lives are pretty sedentary. We're sitting behind a desk. I'm sitting behind a desk right now. Likewise, man, society and stuff is set up for you not to put in the time and be really successful as a songwriter because you have day jobs, you have family, you have friends that want to go out and drink or go out and watch a movie and do all this other stuff. And it's not your life isn't naturally geared toward you putting in the time to get healthy with your songwriting. It's built the opposite. It's built for you to do everything but write songs. So yeah. if you're just passive and you go with the flow, the flow is going to lead you away from your guitar or your pen or your notebook or whatever it is. And so you have to build your life in a different way if you want to get different results. Hey, and I got a question for you. You have to be intentional. Yeah. Because I was just like, just kind of really just so impressed and blown away by that whole thing we had, that interview we had with O'Hanlon and DeMarco and, and mm-hmm. Lucy LeBlanc. Um, so like when I'm, and that's episode 315, if y'all want to listen, I'm on episode 315. Yeah. Killer. I mean, he's got to co- combine. They wrote over a thousand songs, right? Last year. Last year yeah. Years. Something like that. Yeah. Some together, but yeah, a lot. So, of together, but. I mean, when I'm talking about starting any kind of a process, right. And, mm-hmm. and making it more, um, habitual, more intentional, more, Blah, blah, blah. It's always like the first one is like the bitch of the bunch, right? Like that yeah. first piece of content that you put together is going to take forever. Mm-hmm. But your 20th one is going to take like 10% of the time that the first one took because yeah. now you just, you have momentum, you have groove, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say that's the same for songwriting? For sure. 
The hardest part about writing a song is not writing a song. The hardest part about writing a song is sitting down to write a song. Yeah. <clears throat> that is, for me, I know, the hardest part is just, now I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> my life is built even, I mean, I do music full time. I'm like, I do songwriting pro in the climb and write songs. That's, that is my gig. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Even that. It's so easy not, you know, you got to make time. It's kind of easy not to. Yeah, I have some people that hit me up like, hey, let's write. It makes it easier, right? You People coming to you, but it's still so easy not to sit down and write a song, especially right. with, like solo writing. And so you have to, I have to be intentional. I have to set up systems and processes to put that in front of me. Yeah, I never yeah. forget about it because it's, you know, see the wall behind me. I see that every day in my office. And, like, you know, it's like I come out to the office and it's full of like, records and guitars and all that stuff, but still making time for I can be surrounded by it, but still not do it if I'm not careful. So I'm yeah. not immune to this either. I mean, nobody is welcome. Buckle up. This is a lifelong pursuit. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not a lifelong catching. It's a lifelong pursuit. But so I want to talk about some of those ways to, you know, just like with diet and exercise, you have to be intentional. Yeah. Because so and, and let me like, just yeah. finish up that one thought because I was okay. also kind of attributing this to like a marathon runner. Yeah. Right. Once they get past five miles, mm -hmm. this sort of groove happens. You know what I mean? Now, I know that has a lot to do with like endorphins and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the first five that are the hardest. Yeah. And so I feel like once those three, O'Hanlon and DeMarco and LeBlanc sat down and said, we're going to friggin' have a contest about writing songs. Mm. Right. And, and, and not to, shame anybody into like volume or, or whatever but the point yeah. being that they all have their they've all got stuff going on and because they did this i feel like once that ball got rolling mm -hmm. you know once they wrote their first like 20 songs on this quest yeah for demarco the other 385 were a lot easier right because it oh, was yeah. just do you know what i mean like it, yeah. it just is like get it going man just get it going i think so. one thing smart that they did was they they built a, a tribe uh, yeah. to, they call it a cooperation. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so it's cooperative competition, uh, which everybody wins. Everybody gets better, no matter who. You know, Paul he wrote the most songs, so technically he won, but everybody won. There was not a loser in a bunch, right? Everybody. And, and a bunch of, I, 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 we failed to ask them like how many of each of their numbers were co-writes with each other with each other right yeah a bunch because uh, they have ending rights yeah. and so i think when you gamify it when you make it a co-opetition <laughs> hard for me to say uh then it it keeps it in front of you you know there's a saying that what gets measured gets managed like yeah. if you measure like that $20 it, bill on the wall, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to pay attention to it. You're going to manage it. You know, what are your key performance indicators? KPIs, right? In the business world, they talk about KPIs. What's my key performance indicator? That way it, it helps you uh, stay on track to what is actually important and not just work for work's sake or just being busy for, and just kind of, you know, an octopus on roller skates, a lot of activity, but it's not really going anywhere. Um, and so I think that's a smart thing that they did is like, okay, that way we're throwing our numbers around. So it's always like in our faces, reminding me what I'm, what I'm striving for is to go write another song and you can cheer each other on and you can be like, Oh, darn that Lucy LeBlanc, she's ahead now or whatever. And mm -hmm. I think that's smart. And, and I do some stuff that's 
it's not quite gamification, but it is um, it is measuring. And you know, I've talked many times about the calendar, and I found a spot in my in my new office here that it is right across from my desk, like it's on the wall opposite my desk, and I can see that you know here we are in March, and I have a good amount of color <laughs> on my on my calendar. So what I do is I have different colors for different things that are KPIs for my life, mm-hmm. and there's you know, am I doing my Bible study prayer time? Am I writing a song? Am I hitting my my access points for my different uh, writers? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. You know, am I hitting my 10? And if I am, then I have these different colors and, and that sort of thing. And so I'm looking at my calendar going, okay, I want I want to put those mark on the wall, you know, for today. Because once it's gone, I can't. And that place is going to be blank. And some days you just can't. You know, you got sick kids or you're sick or wife's sick or, sick or whatever. But I'm looking over there going, all right, good. I got a lot of red. I got a lot of green. I got a lot of black on here. I want to put that other. And it's always a little bit of a celebration when I get to go <laughs> walk up there, pop the top off the pen and put that little line on the calendar. It gives me a good feeling like, yeah, I did it. A dopamine hit. A little dopamine hit better than a Facebook like, you know, and, and I have the mm-hmm. habit tracker book that, that I look at every day that says, did you come up with your daily title, your daily title, title habit? Did you do that? Yes, I did. Did you write today? Yes. Did you work on recording? Yes. Did I work on access? Yes. Did I work on pitching? Yes. You know, d- and other personal things as well. And so it puts it in front of me every day because at least every workday I'm coming out here, I'm looking at that thing and I'm marking stuff off and there's that little dopamine hit and it's, mm-hmm. it's my diet, you know, it's my songwriting diet. Um, and so I, I think, wh- you know, what gets measured gets managed. How can you build up some exercises that will give you, you know, that steady progress? Just like exercise, it's not like, oh, I go work out one time, I go hit the gym one time, and now I'm, you know, I don't hit it again for another month. Well, that really didn't do you any good other than get you sore. So how can I show up every day and get that thing going? Because I think that momentum is is a huge deal when you start seeing progress. And the Jerry Seinfeld thing of 
hey, Jerry, how do you become a successful comedian? Or how do you write great jokes? He goes, well, I got a calendar. And I and every day I'd write a joke, I'd put an X on the calendar. And I'd just try not to break the chain. I just I get a streak going. And I just try not to break the chain. And yes, yeah, some Yeah, because once you get that streak going, it becomes more valuable to nobody else but you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, oh, I don't, you just don't want to I don't want never break the chain. Never break the, the chain. chain. You're right. And if you break the chain, well, okay, tomorrow start up start off a new one. And that little break in the chain is gonna tick you off when you see it every day. That's the other thing, yeah. where you see it every day and you're like, dang it. Yeah, but you can't go back. Can't go back and fix it. But I can I can get today's mark. I can control right now. Yep. That's what I can do. And so I think things like that are are smart. So how can I how can I put it in front of me? How can I gamify it? How can I maybe it is a competition with some other co-writers going and, you know, I'm, I, I have mixed feelings on just saying numbers of songs, right? Because it's not just quantity. It's also quality. And there's, there's other things that factor into it. So uh, it's, it's not just about how many, but maybe it is like how, doing streaks. You know, yeah. did you write today? Did you come up with a title today? Did you come up with an idea today? Did you pick up your guitar today? And maybe you get, you know, there's so many acts apps for like streaks and stuff. And, and I'm sure there are some that are probably collaborative where you can go on with people and make teams and challenges and stuff. I don't know if there is, but that'd be a good thing. Like you, can you find that with a couple of writers? One thing yeah. I was trying to do, I did for a little while and I've, I've gotten off this. I need to get back to it, but um, is, is pitching songs and having like a little community, a little tribe about song plugging, you know, getting our songs to artists. And so mm-hmm. we started a little group text, um, me and Zane King, Donna King, they're a couple of Southern gospel writers and artists and, and a couple other folks. And I would just like text them when I pitched a song, not their song, maybe their song, but it didn't matter. It wasn't about, you know, pitching one of their songs. You know, I already try to text every co-writer when I pitch a song. So if you haven't heard from me, sorry, but anyway, um, you know, this was one, Hey, pitch a song, you know, uh, I don't, I just did a quick one, pitch a song for Dirk's Bentley today thumbs up or, you know, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. you know, and they might be like, great or whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, we pitched a song to Brian free and assurance today, or we pitched a song to Del McCurry today or whoever. And, and just kind of keeping that thread going where you're trying to normalize it and have that diet and put it in front of you. Like, so if I get a text in from Zane going, pitch a song to crab family or whoever, maybe someone like Southern gospel more in that world, what does that make me do? Oh yeah, I need to be plugging. Where can I go? Do I have a song for the Crab Family? Huh? You know, or uh, you get that text and you realize the last four texts were from him, and I haven't sent one because I haven't pitched one. Hmm. Well, it's time. So it's reminded. Yeah, it you know, put a little pressure on yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I need to go do that, and I will. Like there are times when you know, like right now, I'm looking at my. I have a notebook that you know, if I hit ten kind of uh, contact points with people in the business, then I get to get that that line on my calendar. I get to mark that off under access, you know, because I'm a big fan of write, record, access, pitch. And so it's getting my keeping my name in front of people's, right? Mm-hmm. And right now, let's see, one, two, three, four, frequency. five, six, seven, eight, Reach nine. and frequency. Reach and frequency, right? I'm at nine right now. You don't count, Johnny, because I see you too yeah. much. So that's cheating. <laughs> so, But there are other like co-writers or people in the business that I've, put my name in from somehow or an email. It could be like Lance Carpenter. You know, I got a text back from him because last night the Razorbacks had a big win in basketball, beat LSU by one point in the final 
couple seconds, you know, big dramatic finish. So I have my guys that are also in the business that I text, you know, like Barrett Baber and Steve Dean. And I'm like, go hogs, you know? And, but that counts. Is Baber from Arkansas? Baber's in Arkansas. Yeah, he's a Ranger. Back. I didn't, he's an Arkansan. He is an Arkansan. That's for darn sure. So, <laughs> you know, so I have these guys that, you know, but that's, so it's not about business, but it is relationship and it is reach and frequency. Just putting, you know, in a positive way, you know, yeah. in front of me. So I'm at nine. So, you know what that's going to make me do? I'm going to look and go, well, I need to get to number 10 because I want that line. I'm so close. Like, who can I reach out to? I'll scroll through my phone. You know, and just like, oh, I hadn't talked to them in a while. Boom. Hey, just thinking about you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. God bless. By the way, our song, blah, 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 is killer. We need to get that sucker cut done or something. And yeah, just yeah. talking like it. So it does push me on because I'm, I'm, man, I'm measuring it. So I'm managing it. So I reach out to more people. And, it, and it's so especially these days and where I'm not living in the middle of Nashville anymore. I can't, I have to be more intentional on bumping into people because I'm not going to bump into them at the post office or at, on Demumbrian. Or right. Tony, you know, so I have to reach out. Yep. And so I'm trying to be mindful of that. And so that's part of my diet because write, record, access, and pitch. It's not just, it's not just writing if you want to be professional and get paid. Right. It is writing. You have a well-balanced meal. You got to have well You got your meats, cheeses, vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I do want to have a balanced plate. And every day I'm trying to get my nutrition, which is my right record access pitch. And so are you doing that? How is your, is your plate really? So almost like writing, I mean, it's, it's foundational, but it's also almost the junk food. <laughs> Cause you know, I, I can do eat all that and not do the other stuff. Right. Cause that's the fun stuff is writing. Even though it's hard to sit down and do it. That's the most fun stuff. That's the main itch that you want to scratch, exactly. right? That's, that's, the art that's the reason you do it to begin with. Any of all this other yeah. crap that you got to do, it starts with scratching that artistic itch to want to write. And, mm -hmm. and I, I'll say this too, like you started out, your cold open on this episode was talking about, you know, one greasy hamburger a month isn't going to make you fat and right. one salad a month isn't going to make you skinny, right? Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, like just eating salad isn't healthy, <laughs> and just yeah. eating meat isn't healthy, right? Yeah. So if you're just writing, then um, I mean, gonna, you you need you some could have because your songs are you, gonna get all constipated. Yeah, and you could have the dance. No outlet. You get the next big iconic song, the dance, in your portfolio, and nobody's ever gonna hear it. Yeah, because you haven't done record access pitch, right? Ooh. And if all you're doing is accessing people, but you don't have any songs, you're no, or you're not, you don't have your chops up because you're not putting in the work on writing, a bunch of people are going to know you're a mediocre songwriter. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so and so, yeah, everyone knows him. I mean, I'm not going to write with him or cut his songs, but everyone knows him. That doesn't do you any good either. Same thing with pitching. If you don't, you know, you got to have the, got to have that balance. And are there ways? So I have, I have my stuff on my daily tracker calendar that going, I want to mark these off. I don't, you know, for me recording, since I don't record, it's, you know, am I meeting with somebody? Am I texting somebody about moving the ball down the field on doing a demo on a song or one of my demo interns? Did we have a meeting today and they're working on it? And yes. Okay. Get and mark that off just to remember. It takes all that. Cause it's not enough to write it. I got to get them across the finish line. And 
you know, what are some ways that you can do that? So it's the calendar thing. It's the habit tracker. It's the coopetition thing, mm-hmm. the, the text thread with your buddies, kids, really the people that have success. It is a culture within their group and it is a habit of writing, recording, accessing, pitching. It's ha- they do. They hit all these things. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's super important. Um, so we talked about diet, you know, it's what you do consistently. That is kind of your diet. Uh, but let's, let's talk about some exercises before we get too long into this one. Right. So diet and exercise, a healthy diet is good, but a healthy diet coupled with exercise is where you really start making gains. So it's true for your physical health. And the case of songwriting, I think it's true too. It's a way that you can gain consistency in your writing. Okay. So I got my calendar and it says write on it and I want to be able to mark that off. But does that mean I have to sit down and write a full song and spend two, three, four hours doing that? Oh, I may not have that every day. You know, Mm -hmm. I got a sick kid or I got whatever, you know? Um, So here's some exercises that they can, they, they're great warm up exercises or they can be great, like, this is literally all I have time for today, but it keeps, it, I get to mark that off the list, and it moves the ball down the field. It's a healthy snack, you know, versus mm-hmm. nothing. So one, uh, the song title, Habit. So you may not be a title first writer, but I usually am. I usually start with the title and go from there. So the more titles I have at my disposal, the better. You know, uh, how do you write a lot of, how do you write great titles? Write a bunch of bad ones. You know, how do you find yep. great titles? Find a bunch of bad ones. And that's how you find the great ones. But where do those titles come from? Well, they come from many places. It might be conversation. It might be inspiration from other songs. It might be Bible study. It might be a thousand places. But if you're not so careful, if you're not careful, you can get so busy with life that you can go weeks without writing down a new title. So that's why I started the song title habit. So, and this came from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. So I do habit stacking, or at least I did for a while. And so I had to have my a little notebook is dedicated to song titles. And my goal is to write down a song title a day. Okay. And if I do mm-hmm. that, I'm going to have a bunch to choose from to do my some other stuff that we'll talk about in a minute. And okay, how do, how do I make myself do that every day? Well, what do I see every day? Well, the, about the one thing I see every day is my, is my vitamins, right? So I put that notebook with a pen in it right next to my vitamins. Because even on weekends, when I'm not going to the office or whatever, I'm still taking my vitamins, hopefully. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that would be in the morning. So as my coffee's percolating or whatever, I go taking my vitamins and there's that notebook. Oh, yeah, I got to think of a song title. Uh, what could it be? <laughs> That's, <awesome>. uh, <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's another vitamin. <laughs> it is. It's like, yeah, it's my, da- yeah, my title vitamins. Vitamins. Um and so it's so that's called habit stacking. When you anchor a new habit that you want to start onto an existing habit, my existing mm. habit was take my vitamins. So the new habit I want to stack, I want to get going. I, I anchor it to that, and it's like the daily title habit, song title habit. So that cues me. Oh yeah, I got to do this other thing too. So I don't have to be reminded to take my vitamins, but that reminds me to do this other thing. And so I'd write down a title, and sure enough, I've written songs off those titles, you know, and um, I've never of, thought of this, but ha- taking huh? that little notebook with that pen and, and uh, putting a little hook and I'm not trying to be gross here, but I'm just trying to be realistic, oh like boy. right next to the toilet paper. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, you're like, because you're visiting that every day, you know? Seriously. Yeah. That's not a habit that you even have, that, that you even try to keep. It just happens naturally. And so you're like, well, I got some time. <laughs> yeah. I can write, write a hook. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You will not get creatively constipated if you, if you do that. <laughs> so, yeah, what is a, an existing habit? You know, like, you know, for a while, I was like, every time I walk up the stairs to come into my office, drop and give me 20. You know, yep. that's his cue. Oh, I walked in the office. Oh, I drop everything. I got to get back on that. But um, I don't have stairs up in my office anymore. But, you know, so that's one thing. Song title habit. And so now I've moved it out to out to my office. And so I'm not good about doing it on weekends because it's in my office. But it's it's on my desk. It's it's mentioned in my habit tracker thing that I look at religiously every day and go, oh, yeah, daily title. I want to mark that sucker off. OK, what's the title? Let me think of something. I'm looking around. I'm I'm listening to songs. I'm like, okay, what is one? It doesn't take long. You put it down. Some are better. Most are worse than others. But you, you start doing that, and you start building that habit of, of going for titles. Again, what gets measured gets managed. All right. Oh, a little more on where to find song titles, right? Uh, so I don't want this to be an actionable episode for you guys. Maybe all you have time for today uh, is just to do that title. But, you know, you can do Buried Treasure which is basically you're going through and you're, you're looking through lyrics of other songs. Like you're not jacking their title, but maybe there's a phrase in there that's super interesting. You know, maybe you go down the lyric genius, you know, rabbit hole or on one of your streaming services that pulls up the lyrics as well. And you're just looking through, looking for an interesting phrase, right? You can get it from book titles, movie titles, that kind of thing. I'm not looking at for other song titles, but there might be like in the middle of it, some line that you're like, Oh, that's cool. Monday Morning Church came from a line in a poem that my mom wrote. There's just a line about, you know, Teacher's Day. She's like, I walk outside at 4.30 and the parking lot's as empty as a Monday morning church. And I was like, bah! And life changed. Yeah. (laughs) And things happened, right? So that was buried treasures, buried in a line in a poem. And so that can be a thing where you get, you know, book of poetry. I'm just looking, you know, and I look through it or books of song lyrics and go, I'm not looking to jack their title, but there might be a phrase that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then boom, I, I, I got it. And I'll figure out what to do with it later. Don't you have to know what good artists borrow great artists steal. Right. I'm reading that book by Austin Cleon right now. Steal like an artist. Um, mm-hmm. Also like podcast episodes, you know, maybe get on iTunes while, you know, you're looking at the climb and, I was thinking about this for like gospel writers, like all these sermons are on podcasts and all these different churches have their sermons and the sermons have titles. And I'm like, I need to do that to find a bottomless well of of content possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many of these sermon titles can be? Cause I know of people that, you know, (laughs) you know, I think Mark Forrester talked about that. We'll be in church and his, and his pastor knows if all of a sudden you see Mark, you know, face down on his phone, <laughs> thumbs going away, it's because that preacher said something that he's turned into a song. Uh, yeah. So sermon title. I remember that. Okay. I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets forgiven. <laughs> and, yeah. Don't worry, I'll tie 20%. He's not, he's not defocusing. He's like hyper-focusing. Yeah. <laughs> hyper-focusing on, yeah, I'm really getting the point, you know. So take five minutes and and browse through podcast episodes or or other lyrics and with a pen and paper handy. So that, I mean, that's yep. a way to do it instead of just staring off into space. So not because for a while there, a lot of my titles were like coffee, bacon, tired, 
you know, because yeah. I was in the first thing in the morning taking my vitamins, getting ready for school. You know, and I was like, okay, I need to broaden this out a little bit more. So that's some way to do that. Another exercise is a song title challenge, which you should know by now, right? Um, and that's on my, you know, that will get me my writing slash on my on my daily writing thing because, man, when I do that, that's how I build up when I go into a write. That's how I have ideas. And that's why people like to see me coming that like to see me coming, you know, because like, Oh, what ideas you got? Show me what you got. Well, here's how it's because I have this unending list of titles and then I go through and I'm turning those titles into ideas on a consistent basis. So I'm, I love the feeling of being rich and being a little frustrated that I have more titles and, and ideas that I want to write that I'm going to have time to write. I like being a little Content frustrated rich. by that, right? Yeah. I like having a little bit yeah. of that frustration going, oh, man, because I'm a lyricist. I'm not going to write them all myself. I need to bring them into somebody. Um, but I like that little tension of, dadgummit, I'm not going to be able to write. I'm not ever going to get to all these, am I? But it's that's a fun tension. Because, again, yeah. that means I get to pick the cream of the crop. But Because there's nothing worse than walking into a co-write and feel like you don't have something magical. That you you know you may not write it that day, but I want to have some stuff that I walk in with and feel super stoked about. Like, and also just shows respect. You've done your homework. You're bringing you're bringing good stuff to the buffet. You know, to the potluck. You're bringing good dishes. You're bringing the fried chicken, not just the congealed salad. You know, you're bringing the yeah. good stuff, and they want to see you coming, right? The congealed salad. Yeah. yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's on my list. So I, you know, that'll get me that writing credit for that day you know that extends that streak and and just so and not every day is is magic on that but man so consistently as you do it the machinery is up and running i mean creativity is the renewable resource the more you use it the more you get of it you're not going to run out so the more you're keeping that you know pump primed and and working that pump the more creativity more content and stuff it pumps out just how it Love is, it. you know, so you don't get rusty in between co-writes. Maybe you're at a day job and you're outside of Nashville and you just don't get a co-write with people very often because you just haven't built up yet. Well, these are good exercises to keep you from being rusty when you walk in the room and going, uh, I haven't done this in so long. You don't want that, you know? Um, so another thing is journaling. So get in touch with yourself and get comfortable with telling the truth in a safe environment because nobody has to see it. Uh, or maybe it's something like the five minute journal or a gratitude journal. Maybe it's just a, it's a guided journal where they give you the topic, you know, and, and you like, okay, that's my topic for today. I'm going to write about that. That may be a 10, 15 minute exercise that you weave in with your, you know, cause your daily yeah. title habit daily, that doesn't get you off the hook. That doesn't get me my writing credit for the day. That's just, right. that's a different thing. Um, that's the artist's way. I mean, it's like you got to write for a half hour every yeah. day. Yeah, and maybe you don't have a half hour. Maybe you have 10 minutes. Pat Patterson talked about uh, object writing, and in one of his books, like Writing Better Lyrics, I believe. He's like, set a timer early in the morning uh, before you go to work or whatever. Get up 10 minutes earlier. Pick a noun, so a person, place, or thing, and start writing sensory images about that noun until the timer runs out, until the timer goes off. So if you're like airport, then it's all stuff I can, you know, sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing, all that stuff, right? Right, right, and right. So it's like, um, oh, I don't that's know. good. That's cool. That's the, really cool. The wheels on my, the wheels on my um, <coughs> suitcase bump against the escalator, you know, 
little the grids and the escalators. I'm walking, you know, ahead of the escalator. It's pop, 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 pop. The announcer's coming on, telling me not to leave my bags unattended. The smell of the Starbucks, the bunch of people in line, you know, looking sleepy. The big luggage cart I have has a squeaky wheel, like a like a crappy uh, uh, grocery store mm-hmm. cart. <laughs> yeah, it's um, seeing the screens for d- arrivals and departures, and people with their their sleepy, you know, the the little neck pillow wrapped, you know, around their head mm-hmm. coming off the plane or getting on. And this lady has a little chihuahua and a carrier, and it's barking his head off, and whatever. Just go for like ten minutes. Yeah, And then when the timer goes off, stop. And congratulations, you did your job for the day. And hopefully what that does is it kind of wakes up the rider in you for the day. Because you're not well, done. You're, 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 con- you're not trying to concentrate on a lyric, which is cool. Yeah. You're just trying to concentrate on specificity. Like describe mm-hmm. all the furniture. It builds right? your furniture muscle. Like I'm lifting, yeah. I'm moving furniture. <laughs> you know, it builds that muscle. So next time you go into a right, for one thing, if... Hey, I got this I idea. I want to do about, that just to just to do it. Like it's fun. It's fun. It's, I yeah. enjoy doing it. I'm a writer. I like to I like to do that, and I'll capture memories of places, right, and capture them. Uh, but also, you know, maybe make some stuff up. But it's all sensory stuff. So if you're going to co-write and somebody's like, "Hey, what if we put this in an airport?" This, you know, give the context of this idea in the airport. You're like, "Oh, well, let me, you know, flip over here and like, ooh, now I have all this imagery, right? That maybe it can fit in there." Um, but it, it, or even if you don't refer to it, it's building that muscle of going, okay, what's it look like? What's it taste like? What's it smell like? What's it sound like of so much is that's so important, especially in country music. It builds that furniture muscle. You just lift in furniture. And so it's going to help you do that more easily. Cause I, especially if you're not used to it, then this is a way to start building that muscle in a way that there's no pressure. You're not, you don't have a co-writer sitting across from you and you can do it in 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Uh, another thing you mentioned the commute earlier. Uh, I got this from Jimmy Yeary. Jimmy's, I mean, he wrote, I drive your truck. He's several number ones. He's legit. And he'll do, um, he said he'll drive on like, as he's going to drive to the row, warming up in the morning. It's like a warm up thing that he does. He'll just start as he's looking around, as he's driving, just start out loud describing what he sees. Mm. And to be like, oh, there's a girl on a billboard for the crazy horse, and there's, you know, something for Kyle and there's Nudie's Honky Tonk billboard, and there's, a you know, another construction crane going up, and it's doing this number, and there's a car in front of me has, you know, part of his fender hanging off, dragging the ground, and, and there's somebody else, you know, the smoke pouring out the back of the car, and there's, you know, the sunset and this, you know, or the sunrise and whatever, and you got this and that, and he's just describing what he's seeing. And yeah. he said for him, it, it loosens up the words, right? The word, and, and you're practicing describing things. Yeah. And he's doing that on his commute as he's driving. So he's not getting distracted. He's just practicing out loud. Now, if you ride the bus or the train, that might be a little awkward. You might be a crazy person. Yeah. But <laughs> no, people are looking at me like they don't know what I'm doing. People are calling the cops. Somebody's calling 911. People in blue are showing up. They have handcuffs. Oh, that's for me. Um, <laughs> <to cry. laughs> you know? Lady next to me looking really, really nervous. Lady next to me, not next to me anymore. She moved off. All right. What's next? He does that to get the words flowing, get, start getting on output, like prime the pump and, and working on that furniture muscle. And all that stuff. So I'm like, hey, if, if Jimmy does it, Jimmy's had a lot of number ones. I think you should listen to him. So mm-hmm. those are some exercises. So object writing, I call that the commute play-by-play. <laughs> you know, you're in the play-by-play of your morning commute. Um, journaling, song title challenge, song, 
title habit. Those are just some exercises that if you build those in, man, mark it as a list. I want to try and mark off every time I do it and not just write down when I do it, but have it on a list of to do every day. Get mm-hmm. one of those journal books. It cost me like seven bucks. I ordered it off Amazon. It's a habit tracker logbook and goes for a year, a year of building habits. And you write down what habits you want to do and then you just mark them off. And that'll give you a good feeling. You keep it where you see it. And so it will remind you. And that will help you build that songwriter habit that's so important for if you want to turn pro or just be great at it. So that's what I got. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that brings us to the end of another song title, not song title (laughs) challenge, of another episode. (laughs) It is a challenge. This is a writing challenge. Yeah. Make sure that you join the climb community. Uh, follow or subscribe to the podcast whatever platform you're on there leave a rating and review and tell a friend about it this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.